Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Caitlin. And you're listening to our weekly podcast where we break down the biggest, boldest, and most iconic moments in pop culture. This is Incredibly Incredibly Iconic. Iconic. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Incredibly Iconic podcast, episode 18. Hey, look how far we're getting into this. I know, 18 episodes, 18 weeks. Because we have literally nothing else to do with our lives. Well, I don't. I'm still unemployed. I just thought about 18 kids and counting. I don't even know if that's the correct number. But I have too much to do with my life. So it's like fitting Brian in. Opposites literally, attract. Literally. When, when the hell can we fit this into her schedule? Because I'm wide open. I have nothing else to do. And now I have a new puppy. I have an injured fiance. And we're trying to plan a wedding. And also maybe buying a house. I don't know too much and then I still work on top of that and I'm doing things so too much Brian can have some of my plate do you want the fiance or the puppy I am just gonna continue staring at my list of saved jobs on LinkedIn and (laughs) not actually apply (laughs) that's my favorite thing to do and then you're like well I will apply and then it's gone right you're you say I'll do it tomorrow I'll do it tomorrow and then you go back and it says no longer accepting applications well, yeah. I did send in some today, so I'm Ooh. very excited for my formal decline email. Yeah, that's should always be, the best. Should be coming any day now. You only get like a mass of them and you're like, great. That's literally why I stop. Like I'll, I'll be on a kick and I'll be applying for multiple jobs and then I get multiple rejections and I'm just, it's a blow. I can't take it. It's so it literally sad. Is. I remember I was so like depressed that I was trying to apply for jobs and just wanting, you know, a little bit of something to give you. Like you just need like a little bit of hope. And it was the same day I applied for a job or two and got rejected for like two of them. And I was like, okay, way to kick me when I'm down. Seriously, I'm about to email the damn recruiters from all these places and be like, first of all, how dare you? (laughs) But anyway, we are both fully vaxxed and we are ready to go hot girl summer. (laughs) One of us is ready for hot girl summer. The other one is working on it. Guess which one? (laughs) Guess which one? (laughs) Um, Anyway, this week we're back with another iconic roundup. And I forgot. I literally forgot that it's April. I forgot that we're in the middle of April and that the Oscars are at the end of this month, which will... Yeah, bring award season to a close. So next week, we're going to have to do another iconic award show moments, Oscars edition, because then the next week, I think, will be our recap for the Oscars. So excited to see more white mediocrity. Yeah, it'll be interesting (laughs) as Brian's semi talking about coming down here. So I don't really know, but we could possibly do a podcast together or we won't. Who knows? So <laughs> Possibly it'll have been two weeks after our second doses and it'll be safe. And yeah, possibly might be looking forward to that. Another thing on the list. But let's get started. And first, we have a lot of Housewives news, of course. It's truly become our lives, but also it's like the interesting things to talk about. I don't know what else we would even talk about or include if we didn't have at least three bullet points of Housewives stuff. But this is like parallel to Housewives because it's Andy Cohen. But it was announced that Andy Cohen will be hosting the Keeping Up with the Kardashians season 20 reunion show, which is something they've never done before. And it's going to be covering all 20 seasons of the show And there's no date for it yet, but it will probably be airing around the same time as the final episode. Yeah, and they haven't filmed yet, so there's still plenty of stuff like that could happen in that time frame that they would have to address, possibly. They claim nothing's off limits, but 
We all know that's a lie. Yeah, we we all know what that means. It's the same shit as nothing's off limits in a season of Housewives, but it's never the case. And, you know, they always have their cover-ups, the things they don't want to talk about or too personal. Already this season, I, I have been keeping up this season. And I think the last episode from last week or the week before that, they started to touch on the Kanye drama and she doesn't want to talk about it. She's not talking about it. They're not mentioning it directly. They're not saying it directly. But I think this was around the time that he started going on those Twitter rants and it was when he was running for president. What the fuck? But yeah, so far they're not talking about it. I think she'll probably end up talking about it at the end when like she files for divorce because I think they got that on camera. I think it's really hypocritical because she and Courtney got in a huge fight because Courtney, she felt like Courtney wasn't sharing enough of her life and like Chloe and um kim felt that they were having to have so much weight of showing their lives which i would be annoyed with my siblings because rob's off camera and kendall doesn't want really anything to do with the show and then kylie just picks and chooses when she wants it or not so yeah i'd be annoyed yeah and i'm sick of them acting like they keep saying this is it this is our this is our last time when it's literally not. You have a Hulu deal waiting for you at the end of this tunnel. And I don't know what that entails, if that means that they're going to have their own shows or if they're going to be like producing shows or something like that. But you're not done with reality TV, I'm sure. Oh, they're not going away. It would be interesting if they went away because I definitely think their fame would decrease. But we all know that Chris works harder than the devil. So she's going to try to make sure that doesn't happen. We'll have to see what happens when they are officially done and they start going over to Hulu. I saw Chris Jenner was featured in an ad for Hulu recently. So they're slowly starting this transition. Yeah, I saw that. That kind of like took me off guard. Yeah, it was weird. I don't know. I, I think maybe it is the last time that we're going to see them all together in this sort of capacity. I don't think that they will all agree to do another show like that i think that if anything it would be sort of their own little spin-offs that they've done before but maybe in a different way maybe maybe it'll be a, a legal drama with kim i don't really care because like it's not as good as like their early seasons where it felt like they actually let us in more and i always feel like we're never truly let in and everything is like more scripted and definitely more about how they want to portray something it's very media calculated it's not real and i don't care yeah for sure but speaking of kardashians last week we talked about poor little mj who released that photo of <laughs> chloe well chloe came back with her fancy notes app statement <laughs> this week and she addressed the situation and i don't know i think it honestly just made things worse because Every time she tries to fix something, I will say it's always Chloe. Every time she tries to fix something, she always makes something worse. It was just stupid. She went on Instagram live and showed off her body saying this is all natural. It's She wasn't not even edited. on that long. Like she just wanted to do it to be like, look at me. But like we already know that they filter the show so that they can look different. I don't even care. And then she put on the notes app. Do you know how much pressure it is? You know, be with beauty standards in the society and like i do have insecurities yada 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 bitch you're the reason that so many girls have insecurities and i think you thought that note would be like oh, so relatable like we all understand but your family is the reason for a lot of women's insecurities because you have these insane beauty standards and you photoshop your photos 
to look different so women feel like they need to look that way too right she basically just went off saying this is this is me completely unedited unfiltered but like didn't even address the fact that that's not really you because you've gotten procedures done and you 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 get surgeries done which is totally fine but don't pretend like oh i worked so hard for this body this is all me nothing else i had no other help no procedures nothing like that because that's what she was getting roasted for after she released this whole post everyone was talking about how that's literally not you like yeah that's you without a filter but it's not you because it's not natural yeah i hate when they try to act like they're all natural i just think it's really like hypocritical especially like i think we need to embrace what you've gotten done more so that women know like you didn't just pop out of the fucking womb looking like that because it's silly yeah like i know that even during Real Housewives reunions and sometimes just during interviews, people will ask like a celebrity like, oh, what all have you gotten done? And people don't want to fess up to it. Like, just be real. Just talk about it. There's nothing wrong with talking about it. I feel like it creates an open dialogue. And I do understand sometimes like they're like with different eras of years, like there's different society mindsets. And I just feel like now so many people are embracing it and being like, you know, talk about what you got done. Who cares, girl? Like, you do you. But, like, instead of hiding it, it's just phony to me. Yeah, I agree. And and honestly, you're right. Every time that there's something surrounding Chloe, anytime she tries to make it better, it just makes it worse. Yeah, she's so defensive, though. Like, that's the problem. Yeah, I feel like the other girls or other people in the family just ignore anything negative that comes out. Yeah, and Kim's pretty emotional, so sometimes she actually does make it right when she tries to, I will say. I've seen, like, when she's in drama, she'll try to, like, make it right. And then I feel like Courtney just avoids it, doesn't really talk about it. And then Kylie makes it worse. And Kendall makes it worse, too. So it's, like, that little gang of making it worse. So let's go on to the other only thing that we talk about, which is... (laughs) Miss Taylor Allison Swift, who released her Fearless, Taylor's version this week, officially. It is out, and Caitlin, you know what? Smash, 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 baby, go away. Smash, smash, smash. That's how I feel about these re-recordings. I... I didn't realize that it was going to bring back so much from that time period, but like it delivered and they just sound so good. I honestly forgot You Belong With Me was on this album until it came up because I just played it in order. And that was like the most anticipated song I was looking forward to because that song just goes so hard. But I loved it so much. So me and Brian, I feel like had different experiences. One, I can't remember what I was doing that day, but it just felt like a really busy day. When it came out, so I finally had like a second to listen to it, and I felt like the album was never gonna end. Like I was like, I'm never gonna be able to tell people I listened to it because it just took forever to get through. Well, it's so long. There's so many damn songs. Yeah, and then like I said, most of these demo songs have were written when she was 14 and not within the Fearless era, which I would have appreciated more Fearless era songs. I don't care about. 14 year old Taylor Swift to be honest I listened to these demos before so I definitely feel like I have a more harsh opinion because I'm like I don't care they're not really that like well written and I'd rather her pull stuff like Mr. Perfectly Fine that was written during the fearless era and feels like it goes within that and then another critique I have 
which you cannot help like as an adult is fearless is just very innocent early teens like loving the idea of fairy tales and romance movies and the heartache that comes in like those like romantic comedy movies and it's just all wrapped up in that and I do miss that type of innocence in her voice that comes with it I just feel like it just goes hand in hand and also the hurt that she goes through for like forever and always the piano version it's just like it's hard to get back in that mindset when you're not hurt like I'm sure she has tried like and probably did so many takes to make sure it's like really good but it just doesn't hit as well as like that fresh wound (laughs) and I mean it is what it is I still think the album is amazing I think she sounds so great I think the songs sound identical as they possibly can be and I understand why she obviously made the album I just as a person that owns Fearless I don't feel bad about playing it so that's where I'm at (laughs) I mean, I'm also just fucking sick and tired of people acting like they have no idea why these aren't brand new arranged songs. Like she made it so clear from the beginning that these were going to be identical recordings to to deter people from listening to the originals. But people still are acting like I like the originals better. I thought these were going to be different when it's literally not a shock at all. There has been so much out about this. This isn't news to anybody, maybe casual Taylor fans, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm sick of people being stupid. I'm sick of people calling it a cash grab. I don't understand. Do you not understand the situation behind her masters and scooter and all this? What What's not clicking? Yeah. I mean, I, I really understand why she did it, especially from a viewpoint of being able to own the music that she decides to put in commercials and movies and tv shows and that's why she ultimately i think did choose to re-record but also just like have the power back and so that people will listen to it but it does like i do understand people's mindset where it's like nothing beats the original like i said with fearless era it just feels like it just goes so hand in hand the innocence in her voice and how everything is always so fresh when you wrote it like when you write that song and you perform it you care so much in the moment and then you have an album later and you don't feel the same as you did with that previous. Yeah, I get that. But I, ju- I genuinely don't think I'll ever seek out the originals to listen to because I, j- I truly think that these sound identical and I'm happy with these. I mean, I own the original. If I want to listen to the original, I'll listen to the original. My money has been paid long ago when Miss Swift was there. So, no, Caitlin, you don't own them. Scott Borchetta does. Taylor Swift doesn't even own them. Okay, well, I own the album physically in my hand if I would like to put it in the car. Actually, Shamrock Holdings owns them. Well, it doesn't matter because Scooter Braun didn't get the money at that time, and he's not getting it now. Scooter seen filing for bankruptcy. Also, I was very happy to see that the original Fearless album did not skyrocket up the iTunes charts after this came out because I was afraid that I mean I knew this was going to go number one but I was also afraid that right at number two would be the old version because everyone's playing them back and forth listening to see if they're different or not Um, I was happy that that did not happen because yeah we don't need to give our coins to them anymore yeah I agree and now we patiently wait for another tomorrow morning on Good Morning America Taylor Swift has a big announcement because everyone's expecting 1989 to be the next 
album released and it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when yeah i feel like it will be and like i said i'm excited for many vault songs from those eras if she actually goes from those eras because i think it'll hit like what's that song called um that little big town recorded um oh shit um babe no it was not little better big man town. better oh, man. better man better, yeah better man and babe apparently about jake gyllenhaal wait i think so i don't know about babe uh that's by sugarland but better man was literally written about jake gyllenhaal and red era like are you fucking kidding me maybe she'll record that one i pray that she records that one i love that song so much i listen to the bluebird cafe live version so often because it's just so good and i also love babe with sugarland that yes, song is so good too that, like red era is such a fucking good era because of jake gyllenhaal i love oh it. my god what if she does release that as a vault well i don't think it would be a vault song because it's already out because little big town already recorded it so she still did today is a fairy tale as like a song and that wasn't on the album true but she didn't do crazier from the hannah montana movie soundtrack because that's only used for the Hannah Montana movie soundtrack. <laughs> well, I want to hear it. I am very excited. Like I said, if she chooses songs from like the, that era and doesn't fucking pull from when she's 14 because she has lots of demos when she's 14, trust and believe I will be pissed if we get another 14-year-old Taylor Swift song that is not within debut. Like if it's within debut, I don't care. But I don't if think we, we will. I think it'll be around the same eras now. It better be because Fearless wasn't, so I don't, I can't put anything past her. Okay, we'll send her an email. I will. Okay, so next, I think everybody on the internet or anybody with a Twitter has seen these photos that were coming out this week from this new Powerpuff Girls live action. It's not a reboot because it's not the cartoon, but live action from the CW. And the first photos that came out were of the three girls from the show wearing the original dresses from the cartoon. And oh my God, they looked horrible. Yeah, I think that's a joke. It literally looked like a damn, like three college students who went to Party City and got costumes because they have a Halloween party to go to in less than an hour. And I was literally laughing at them. And there was like one photo of, I think, Bubbles, like on a flying contraption and she was just like up in the air and I was literally laughing because it looked just so ridiculous. But yesterday the CW officially dropped the poster for the show. And I haven't seen that. Oh, you didn't? Did you look at them? Yeah. I did not know that Dove Cameron and Chloe Bennett were in this show. I didn't pay it. Like when I saw the set photos that people were talking about on Twitter, I didn't realize is that them in it? Is it the younger versions of them? Well, I didn't really understand this at all until this article came out because I didn't realize that the photos that we saw of them on set were filmed flashbacks. And this series is going to be taking place in present day when they're in their like 20s, I believe. And they're kind of reminiscing on how their childhood was lost to fighting crime. So there's going to be a lot of flashbacks. So the photos in those shitty costumes are flashbacks because their hair is all different and I guess they're supposed to look younger. But yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see how this turns out because, I mean, it is CW and, you know, they're home to Riverdale and just cheesy content in general. So I'm sure it's not going to be anything spectacular or groundbreaking. Yeah, and I'm really protective over things I enjoyed in my childhood. 
So, I mean, I don't plan on watching. I I don't know. Like, it just makes me think of cartoons that have done, been done well, like Scooby-Doo. Like, I'm like, damn, we can't be like that. And I mean, I'm judging a book by its cover, obviously. But I'm just not excited. And I don't really have any plans on watching. And it probably isn't aimed towards me, even though, which is so funny. It's like, we're going to take everything from like the 90s era and then not make it aimed towards the 90s kids. I don't know. You know, nothing can touch the live action Scooby-Doo movies. I truly think that those are the best made live action nostalgic 90s content that we ever got. Oh, yeah. And I, I hope that nobody ever says let's do a live action tv series cw do not listen to this please do not get that idea because Um, we don't need it the cw didn't do that but what the fuck is like cartoon network or some other one tried it and it was awful oh my god i think you're right yeah yeah well fuck Moving on to something that's not necessarily better, but certainly not worse, is the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer dropped, and we have questions, and we have concerns. And also, we love the lack of energy. Go on, girl. Go ahead. Give us nothing. Because that's how I felt once I watched it, because I watched the Real Housewives of New York one and enjoyed it. I think I might be in the minority, because I saw some Bravo accounts saying that they didn't really enjoy the New York one. And I've seen some say they've enjoyed the Beverly Hills one. And for me, it's the opposite. I've enjoyed the New York one and wasn't impressed by the Beverly Hills one. Same. I literally watched the New York one over and over when it dropped. And this one I only watched once. And I was just disappointed, as I kind of expected I would be. Yeah. And like Beverly Hills has been known to be lackluster for the last couple of seasons, especially because like a lot of them don't want to have their really interesting drama on the screen and would rather have something dumb and then they hold on to one storyline or hold on to like a takeover of one cast member for the whole season instead of moving on and doing different things that are interesting and also they all want to be like friends and have fun which really is not the point of the show sorry we're not all here to be friends y'all have to fight at some point for the show to be successful this trailer also introduced new housewife crystal minkoff and kathy hilton maybe question mark we don't know if she's a main housewife because she's not holding a diamond in the photo that was released for the season so we're confused but sutton is yes our queen sutton who is making erica work for her fucking check along with garcelle because she's not doing anything interesting and of course we all know what she's fucking doing she is saying that she knew nothing and this is all on tom And she thought she was going to be with him until he died, which I thought was really funny. Like a statement, I was going to be with him until he died. But she just pretended like there was going to be a different reason for the divorce. And I just was like, okay, I knew you were going to play this game. Honestly, all the drama in the trailer kind of revolved around Sutton because she got into it with Crystal and (laughs) said something about her fucking leather pants. And then she got into it with Erica at the end. And Erica was just... Evil. Oh my god. Yeah, literally evil. The way that she responded to her, it was chilling. Sickening. <laughs> I mean, like, it was just ugh, like the way that she reacted, and I wish that Sutton would have given a comeback instead of saying like nothing. And you know, I saw a lot of people on Twitter were like trying to think of comebacks for Sutton or just saying like if she did this for an- on like another franchise, a lot of women wouldn't have seen for it, and I like agree. I don't know. I'm just like 
come on, let's milk this. I will say one thing I'm really interested to hear about is our girl, Kim. Apparently she changed her number and Kyle didn't know. And I miss Kim. I just feel like she naturally is messy and it just makes for great TV. And I'm like, girl, I miss you so much. She's just naturally chaotic and she really added so much to the show yeah so we'll see what happens i'm not like beyond excited i'm a bit i'm excited to see my girls garcelle and sutton and possibly dorit i don't know we all became like dorit stands but i feel like we all were like oh shit we like dorit now and i don't know but i can always see that changing so here is to lots of cast dinners at buca de beppo cheers (laughs) (laughs) i'll let caitlin talk about this next thing because it is her territory and she knows better she knows best so there is rumors of real housewives of nashville becoming a show it all sparked with jenna kramer posting on instagram she was seen or she posted a photo with her son and it looked kind of like a confessional setup and she wrote like a cryptic cryptic caption like can you take a guess on what we're working on or something and everyone's been guessing like Real Housewives of Nashville. One reason is because Jenna Kramer actually applied for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She auditioned for it. She talked about it on her podcast and she's friends with Teddy so she kind of had an in at the time when Teddy was on there. And so I feel like that would be interesting because like she's in Nashville already and there's like rumors about like Jason Aldean's wife, Brittany being on there, which please don't put her on there. Like she, it's just so amazing to me how people try to treat her. Like she literally was caught cheating like when he was married and now she tries to act like this country wife queen. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I see like the country scene but it's really interesting and she didn't he cheat multiple times on multiple people i don't know i just know about that but i don't know i can't stand him (laughs) yeah well she said that it was fake news but we'll see maybe she just isn't included maybe it's not a thing i don't know jenna kramer hasn't spoken about what the project is and some people that they speculated to be on there have been posting weird things and there's been camera crews in the background so maybe it is a thing maybe it's not but please don't put Jason Aldean's wife on there at all. And also, like, we don't have to make it all country singers and country singers' wives. Like, let's mix it up. Let's have some diversity. Like, it kind of reminds me of Salt Lake City. Like, everyone thought it was just going to be about all Mormons. And, yeah, there is some Mormon elements on the show. But we don't need for, like, Nashville to be, like, completely countryfied. Like, it doesn't need to be. Let's add some just, like, people that are rich within Nashville that don't necessarily have to be a country singer or their wife. All I have to say is I hope that Carrie Underwood sent in her audition tape and I hope that Kristen Cavallari's got lost (gasps) in the mail. Oh my gosh. I just had a thought. What if they're holding microphones? Oh, in the intro? Yeah. Instead of guitars? Well, it could be guitars. Brian and I were trying to speculate what it would be that they would hold. I don't know. Like, I'm so interested and intrigued by this. Like, truly, this is a mystery to me that I need solved ASAP. Hmm. Maybe they'll hold Nashville hot chicken sandwiches. <laughs> they take a bite. What else is Nashville known for? Nashville is known as the volunteer state, which <sighs> I don't... How do you do that? Yeah, I was like, I don't know how you would do that. And like, you know, Bravo has done symbols because they, for Dallas, they're holding stars and... That's the Lone Star State. I don't know. I will be interested. I just feel like 
the ladies wouldn't agree to hot chicken and they would honestly it I was look, joking I know I know but like I'm, it's just funny to picture because it is such a Nashville staple but it would be really interesting I just feel like they would hold them how do you hold a microphone like our guitar like how do you hold something they need to like be presenting it like how they always hold things like a present that they're holding I don't know it's literally like it's gonna bother me like I need Andy Cohen to say something like be like if we ever did Nashville this would be our symbol. I'm going to, you know him. what I'm going to do? I'm not going to tweet him. I'm going to see if I can get on, watch what happens live one night. Oh my gosh. I was going to say, just tweet him and ask him when the Nashville trailer's dropping. Oh, I'll tweet Today. him. Today. <laughs> yeah. I'll tweet him that, but I really want to know. He would definitely say, I need to see if I can get on, watch what happens live. My friend um, that watches Real Housewives also, <laughs> she always likes to make fun of longtime watcher, first time caller when they talk on Watch What's Happened Lives when the person asks like a question and they finally get in. I think we'll my friend something. Josh was on it once. I'm you not sure. I, I feel like he was a caller. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I could be making that up. Anyway, it would be interesting if that actually is what is happening, if that's what she's hinting at. I would definitely be interested to see who is in it because I don't think they would do all country music stars. I'm sure there's probably socialites in Nashville who you'd never even think of rich just rich people in in nashville i'm sure there's tons of them there's definitely industry people like i don't even care if you do like a wife of someone that like owns like cma or something people all of people's casts that they want for nashville are truly like those the photos of like fall girls and like real <laughs> like celebrity wives of like country singers and i'm like no one wants this in reality like we want some messy people. Some people are not going to like want their image ruined by their wife. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll see if this is even real, if this is happening at all. And if it is, if it'll actually like come to series, because I'm, I think there's been a lot of other cities that have just never come to fruition, but they've tested them out. And yeah, we'll see. We'll I see. hope it does, but I'll, part of me doesn't hope it does because I become obsessed. Like, and especially if they like, make stores and you know a lot of them venture out business wise down here like i'm gonna fucking be there because me and brian have been watching atlanta i'm way further than him i'm almost caught up and if there was not a pandemic especially if brian and i were both caught at the same time i'd be like we need to go to candy's welcome to the dungeon tour in atlanta we need to do we need to go to candy's restaurant we need to go to cynthia's wine like thing like let's go to atlanta because we're not that far like it's literally like pretty much almost like on the middle ground for us to meet at but we'd be in trouble if we weren't in a pandemic. Let me tell you, I'd be having us go to Lena a lot to try things. Housewives tour. Yeah. Okay. So next up, for the few of you who probably watch American Idol, which is probably honestly none of you, I think it might only be me. I'm not even sure why I tuned back in this season to watch. I just like seeing Katy Perry. But on last night's live show, it was announced earlier in the day that Paula Abdul would be joining them as a guest judge. And that was really all they said about it. So I was super excited because obviously Paula is the OG and I was excited to see her with the rest of the judges. And then when the show started, they said that um, she's she's actually stepping in for Luke Bryan tonight because he has tested positive for COVID-19. And it is unsure if she will be staying or if he will be back next week. I don't know what the protocol will be, but I, for one, loved seeing her back. I mean, I don't watch and I can only imagine that it would be 
really nice to have them back. I'm kind of surprised like if it was me that ran the show, I would offer them like a lot of money to have like just the OG cast for one season because I kind of wonder if like that person would make it in like a Carrie Underwood Kelly Clarkson way because I think a lot of people would tune in for nostalgia to see all three of them together judging yeah I mean imagine if they had gotten the original three back when this reboot happened but I mean they also called Randy Jackson in the middle of the show he like facetimed in and was saying hi so that was really cool too and it just made me miss them all it's I mean American Idol is definitely not what it used to be at all but it was cool to see them all even if for a moment yeah we'll see what happens i guess he also stepped away from like some award show like cmt cma and something's happening this week something's happening yeah yeah also one of the in the same breath that they announced luke was gonna be gone for the night they announced that one of the contestants was actually not gonna be competing anymore and that's all they said really and I, I just kind of have to assume that they probably broke COVID protocol because that happened last season on The Voice last year. One of the contestants broke the protocols that they had in place and they immediately disqualified them and sent them home. And I don't know, nothing really came out about it, but it would be interesting to know why somebody would drop out unless it was like family issue, like family reasons or something like that. But yeah, I wonder if we'll ever find out okay last but not least our up-and-coming girl olivia rodrigo finally dropped her album cover for her highly anticipated album which is entitled sour yeah and she dropped the track list which i'm not sure if that was already out or not it was the first time of me i don't think so it. wait it was out or it didn't no it, this is the first time anyone's seen okay anything. okay i was like i'm late to the game apparently but it's coming out soon and i'm excited it's an album i'm excited for yeah me too because when she dropped deja vu all the pre-orders went live for the album but it was literally called or and it was just like a purple photo so everyone was like is that honestly the album cover but it is not and i love the album cover i love this aesthetic she's going for and there's a parental advisory sticker on the front this is so fun to me i mean it's unfair but it's so fun because i mean i guess being a disney plus star is different than being like a disney channel star yeah and she's also 18 already well she just turned 18 so she's doing whatever she wanted before that but I don't know. I just love that it's like she can embrace herself and cuss, say whatever she wants. She's flipping off the camera and I'm like, what is happening? Miley Cyrus just got in trouble for blinking. I definitely feel like this Disney Plus show, she's definitely more separated from it. Whereas in the early days when the girls from Disney Channel would come out with solo careers, they were still very much so attached to those projects. But I mean, she's really becoming her own artist and she's really being known as herself i feel like people don't people who like don't watch the show don't associate her with that character from high school musical yeah they just really like her music i think she's more established as like a tiktok sound because people really use her music and tiktok sounds that's how i view it and then they're like oh it's a girl from high school musical so yeah and like i said i don't know it is so different being on Disney Plus than it is being on the, the Disney Channel. I don't know. I don't know Disney's thinking, but clearly they're letting her do what she wants. And for that, we are thankful. And I'm just so happy that we're getting a full album cycle with her already and we don't have to wait another like 
who knows how many months, but it's coming out May 21st, I believe. I'm so excited. I pre-ordered a signed CD from her just in case. A like, CD? A CD, Where's yeah. the vinyl? There's no signed doing? vinyl. Okay. There is a vinyl. There's there's a couple different versions, but you know, what if she blows up to be the next Taylor Swift? I want well, I will say I appreciate signed. her aesthetic is very different than Taylor Swift because I, like with what you're saying right now, she's the next Taylor Swift, she's the next Taylor Swift is all she hears. And I feel like she has more of a lord vibe um and but at the same time like i don't know i'd be annoyed it's definitely flattering but after a certain point you gotta let the girl be olivia i don't mean the next taylor swift musically i mean like success i know i know i know know. and like people say that too but let her live let's whatever come at me like that again (laughs) come at me like that again and i will end this podcast it's over it's canceled i have to get back to my life yeah (laughs) and i've got a lot of stuff to do right now (laughs) but that does actually wrap everything up for this week next week we'll be back with a award show moments from some of our favorite oscar nights and then oscars the next week and i still haven't watched any of the movies (laughs) i haven't watched any of them either besides the young promising women which you should watch like if you are like i need to watch one that needs to be your one i just don't want to pay for it i just want to go on streaming or something yeah that's not gonna happen especially with like oscar realm movies okay well until next week if you enjoy our podcast please make sure you subscribe you can follow us on social media all of that will be in the description box below but until our next episode we will see you soon bye everybody bye